Aren't you glad that Jesus is exalted and the devil is defeated? Amen. Hallelujah. And you have your place. I have my place in that victory. Amen. God is a good God. If you would, don't make your Bibles to Romans chapter 16. Romans chapter 16, and we'll lay a foundational text. Uh, while you're turning there, let me just uh, just share with you what uh, I feel in my spirit, what the Lord has laid in my heart. I'm so glad that you're you're here tonight. Glad to see each and every one of you. Amen. Nothing like being a part of God's family and each one of us being in our place. Amen. You're missed when you're not here. We need each other. Uh, God set us up uh, where we would understand the value of uh, having fellowship first with him through the spirit, but fellowship one to another and how each one of us has an integral part in fulfilling God's will in our lives. My life would not be the same. Your life would not be the same if we didn't have each other. Amen. Um, you know, when we talk about the Lord Jesus Christ and we look all through the word of God, we look at, and we see where he, he has different names. You know, he we call him Manuel. Uh, simply meaning God with us. Uh, for instance, uh, we we call him healer. We call him deliverer. We call him our victor. We call him our deliverance. He, and, uh, you know, all through the Old Testament, uh, God reveals different names in that Old Testament to help us to see that, that there's many... Uh, forms of God that we haven't understood yet. There's many, in other words, uh, a name is more than just a description of, uh, it, it brings a revelation of what, an attribute of who and what God is, is what I'm trying to say. When we say El Shaddai, you know, we're, we're calling calling him a, 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 a God that brings a different revelation. When we call him Jehovah Jireh, we're understanding that he's a God that will provide. Um, you know, all of these names mean something. Now, why am I saying that? Because tonight, I, I feel like the Spirit of God wants to bring a revelation in your life and my life because there's certain promises that you and I have been standing on. Amen. But we haven't seen those promises come to pass. And the reason why is you and I were looking at the devil at one point of view. And and we got to understand that the devil, he imitates and copies God in every way. So you may have found a way of success in one area against the devil. And, you, and but you got to realize that everything that God does, the devil does. So the, the devil, when he sees that you're winning at this, he's going to change his method of operation. He's going to come to you in a different form, a different attitude, a different action. And so tonight, if there's some promises that you've been standing on, but you haven't seen them come to pass, we need to come back to the word of God. And as Brother Corey was leading us in that last worship song, recognize and realize who Jesus is, see the Lord's part, but see our part, and we can come to a place uh, of seeing the devil defeated in our our life in that particular area. Amen? All right. Romans chapter 16. Let's start in verse 17. Let's uh, let's just look at about four verses here, I think, that will bring this home to us tonight. Romans chapter 16, verse 17. If you're there, say Amen. As Paul's closing up this epistle to the church at Rome, notice what he says. He said, now I beseech you, I call you near. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm exhorting you to come nearer than you've ever been before. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause division uh, and offenses contrary to the doctrine uh, which you have learned and avoid them. For they are 
For they are such not that serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, by good words and fair speeches, deceive the hearts of the simple. For your obedience has come abroad unto all men. I am glad, therefore, on your behalf, but yet I would have you wise unto that which is good. Now mark that down on your heart. I would have you wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. Now notice what he says in verse number 20. And then he started, he changes the, the, the rest of the book and we're not going to go into that. But verse 20, uh, if we'll do verses 17, 18 and 19, and the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Uh, amen. Brother Donnie, would you pray? Yes. Lord, as we stand here, reverence to you, Lord, I stand here in amazement, Lord. Yes. Lord, I bind Satan out of our hearts. Amen. Yes. Amen and amen. Thank you, Brother Donnie. Thank you once again for being here. Thank you for honoring the word. Hallelujah. So uh, tonight, let's you and I, let's just let's, let's dig this a little deeper in these verses of Scripture. And, and let's uh, branch out just a little bit in the word of God. And let's see how we can apply uh, this truth in our lives. Because I don't know about you. There's some areas in my life where the enemy seems to not be crushed. He seems not to be defeated as I would like for him to be. And so he uh, continually uh, works in different ways and at different avenues of trying to bring uh, distraction, trying to bring discouragement, because ultimately he wants to bring death to us. And so tonight I want us to just look and see how we can be on guard and how we can uh, do a few things differently. And I want you to leave here just encouraged. I want you to leave here knowing uh, a little bit more of how the enemy may work. Uh, but I want you to leave here just in the reality that God has done his part through the promises of Jesus Christ. And when you and I line up with those promises and then we do our part, you have everything that God's promised. Amen. We can take that home with us. Uh, now, let's look back at verse 17 and uh, work our way through this. Now, I want to take us through the word of God and just kind of expound on these verses tonight. He said, now, I beseech you, brethren, I call you near that I want you to mark them that cause divisions. Now, this word mark, we've talked about it before. It's the Greek word scopio, and it means just like you would use a scope on a gun or a pair of binoculars or, or a microscope, whatever. You've got to fine tune it to meet your eye. So he's wanting you to see that if there's anything that's working in your life, anything that's working in my life that would bring uh, division and offense, I, I, I need to mark it. I, I need to look at it. Don't just think that it's going to go away. Don't just think that it's going to disappear. No, I need to fine tune it. I need to see how the devil is operating in that. I, I, I need to look at it fine tune by the Spirit of God. And I need to say, Spirit of God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that you can give me eyes to see. You can enable me, empower me, embolden me to see things that I never saw before while I'll be able to know what the enemy's trying to do. So he said, he said, mark those things. So if there's anything in your life tonight that is, that is bringing a division, that's dis, 
uh, uniting you with the promises of God, the plan of God, then guess what? God will show it to you. He, he'll, he'll bring you revelation of it. He'll give you unction in that. And if there's anything in your life that is, is bringing offense. Now, th- this word offense is where we get our English word scandal. But, but the word means uh, something that is a scandal that will cause you to have a stumbling block in your life. So that means anything that I'm stubbing my toe on tonight, that if I will do what the word says, if I'll take aim at it, the Holy Spirit will help me to be able to see it. See, some things you and I, if we're not careful, if we'll be honest with one another, we don't want to look at them. Well, let's say, I'm just going to look at something else and I will deal with that at another time and uh, at a better um convenient time for the way I'm feeling. Well, maybe the Spirit of God is feeling I want to help you in that now. Amen. And and so I've got to do what God would have me to do in the time period that he would deal with me about it. And if I'll do it in that time, there is an anointing to be able to accomplish what the word wants to do in my life. So he said, take aim, look, and and be in the place of of revelation, but be in the place of of acceptance uh, to what God would say that is a stumbling block, what God would show that would be something that would... uh, uh, cause, uh, cause you and I to, 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 to trip up on. See, we can do things differently. We don't have to do the same things over and over. Amen. We, we can hear what God would say and be in that place. Now notice what he said. He said, I want you to mark them that's, that anything that's contrary to the doctrine, the teaching which you have learned. And then I want you to avoid. I want you, uh, in the Greek, it says, I want you to, to, to shun it. I want you to run from it. See, if you and I are not careful, there's some things that we want to entertain. See, the devil is very good at, at using God put in man in our, in our heart, uh, a natural curiosity, uh, a natural desire for, for knowledge and to learn things. And, and that's good. But if the enemy gets involved in that, he can get us just a little bit off kilter. And when he gets us a little off kilter, that's when he can work in our life. Adam and Eve, think about them in the garden. If Adam had done what he was supposed to have done and he had the authority, he was in charge of the garden. He could have run the serpent out. He didn't do that. And, and, and so what happened? The serpent in the, uh, there, it, it's, it means the shining one. If you studied out in Genesis chapter three, he looked very alluring. He looked very enticing and and the words he had a, a his evil anointing on those words and those words had impact and they had power uh in their life and all of a sudden have god not said the the questions and all of these things and see this was becoming a, a an offense this was becoming something that was going to stumble their lives and of course you and i know what happened because we're on this side of it but it didn't have to be that way you and i we don't have to follow in the pattern of defeat god gives us history Come on. And he gives us history for a reason. He tells us in uh, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10 that if we'll look at what happened, there were all examples to you and I that we could avoid that pitfall. I want to avoid it. Don't you deny it? I want to be able to claim the promises of God. I want to see how the devil's working. And I want to be in the place where I say, Lord, if you tell me to shun that. Come on, in Jesus' name, I'll shun it. We need to know what to give up. See, no man can tell you what you need to be watching, what you need to be reading, what you need to be looking at. But the Spirit of God, He knows you intimately. He knows where your strengths are. He knows where your uh, your weaknesses are. And He knows how the devil's trying to tempt you, how to trying to turn you. And so if you'll just learn to trust Him and learn to let Him have the first and final say in your life, 
Come on. It'll change everything about your life. Don't, you know, there's so many things that the Spirit of God has spoken in your life and my life down through the years since we got born again that has been such a blessing to us. We need to put ourselves in remembrance of those things and think, God loved me enough to tell me that was a hindrance to me. That that was something that was hurting me in my body or hurting me in my mind or it was something that was robbing me of my faith. All of those things. And so I need to be in that place where I say, I'm going to shun that. I'm going to run away from that. And when I run away from that, what I'm really doing, I'm running to Jesus. See, we can't run to Jesus and hold on to something that's contrary to what he's trying to do in our life. But if we give that up, then reality, we're putting him in his proper place. Another sermon for another time. But look what he says. He he said, for uh, these that uh, you need to avoid, that I need to avoid, it's a doctrine that's contrary to the word of God. And it says, for they are such that serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. By good words and fair speeches, and they deceive. They deceive the hearts of the simple. Now, I want you to think about it. Now, Paul uses this word that's translated deceive a lot. Uh, This is a Greek word, expatio, and this word means to be wholly seduced. Now, you are a spirit being, you have a soul, and you abide in a body. So when Paul uses this word, as he he talked about in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, about Eve being wholly seduced, about her being uh, deceived, uh, that means spirit, soul, and body. So the devil, he wants everything about you. The devil wants everything about me. He wants to, to get us and take us to a devil's hell, but he wants to cause God so much harm and heartache by getting in your life, in my life, in one area or another. And he wants to do it progressively. God doesn't care how long he has. um, Pardon me. The devil doesn't care how long it takes. He's coming after you. He's coming after me. And so I got to be in the place where I recognize. Now, wait a minute. If this is not of God, if this is not edifying me, if this is not blessing me, if this is not encouraging me, I need to mark it. And I need to run from it. I need to shun it because I need to see that that God is in this because he loved me. Come on. For God so loved the world. Come on. That, he, he loved you. Now, these, these other situations and circumstances, the devil will use this world system to try to get a host of you and I. And it's all about money. Come on, people, they'll tell you anything. They'll tell you what you want to hear. They'll tell me what I want to hear. They're trying to get a host of what you've got. If you can't do anything for them, they're not going to mess with you. But if they can get something out of you. But God, he doesn't want anything out of you. He wants you. He wants to bless you. He wants to draw you closer to him. He wants to fellowship with you like never before. And so I want to run away from anything that would keep me in that place of fellowship, don't you? I want to mark some things because I know I've got an enemy out there. You've got an enemy out there and I want to see him destroyed. Now stay with me. We're just laying a foundation. He said in verse 19, for your obedience is come abroad unto all men. Now, this word obedience, it means attentive harking with submission. So, in other words, you and I, we, uh, when we say yes to the Spirit of God and what the Word He's talking to us at the, that moment in our life, that's obedience. When we say, Lord, I hear you, I'm going to attend to what you're saying. I'm going to hearken. In other words, I'm going to put to what you're saying in my spirit. Right now, I'm going to put it to practice. And, and, and when we do that, uh, the Apostle Paul said that it was sh- uh, shown abroad. It, it was spread abroad to all men. In other words, people see your life. 
They see, hey, that person, they believe in this Jesus. That they're not just a church goer. Come on, that they know the one that's the head of the church. I, I see something different about them. I, I see a light uh, that's coming out of their face. I see a, a hope in their eyes. Their eyes aren't down and out. They're not full of death and discouragement, but they have a hope. That they, they, they look at you. This word abroad, it means that just as you would see a bunch of gossips. Come on, something bad happens, it didn't take long for it to go from house to house, from house to house. But Paul is talking about that you, the believer, that they can't help but talk about what is in you. They can't help but talk about your active obedience. Come on, now why are we saying this? Because we're talking about steps of being able to walk on the devil. We're talking about steps of being able to see the promises of God come to pass in our lives. I want to see them, don't you? Well, all we have to do is say, Lord... I want to hear that one thing right now. I, I want to do what you'd have me to do. I want to hearken to that. I, I, I want to testify that your word is true and that I have this place of victory in my life. Now notice what he said. For your obedience has come abroad unto all men, and I'm glad therefore on your behalf, but yet I would have you wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. Now this word simple simply means uh, I want you unmixed with it. I, I want you not to have any part with anything that's evil. And you say, well, that's easy enough. I know what's evil and I wouldn't mess with it. But see, this word evil is kekos, and it means anything that's worthless. See, anything that's not of God is worthless. And the devil wants to get your attention and my attention. He wants to get us so busy in the things that's worthless, the things that has no impact on the eternity, that before we know it, we live and we breathe and we die. And we've missed out on what we were called to do, who we were called to be. You're called to walk in the very power of the living God. You're called to bring a revelation to a lost dying world of Jesus. The world will never see Jesus unless they see it through his church. That's you, amen? And, and, and so let's don't get caught up in things that would try to steal, kill, and destroy out of our life, as we talked about this morning. Let's get into that abundant lifestyle uh, of just being able to what? Being able to accept who we are in Jesus, the call that we have on our life. And then as we do that, we're walking in this obedience, this submission. And if you're in submission to God, guess what? Then you're out of the will of the enemy and the enemy has no open door in your life. I want that, don't you? Amen. All right. Now notice what he says. If we'll do the, the verses 17, 18, and 19, he said in verse 20, and the God of peace, aren't you glad that your God is the God of peace? He's the only source of peace. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet. So we see God's part. We see our part. So here's a promise. So if there's any area in your life where the devil is seemingly having the victory, seemingly uh, working in a way that he doesn't have uh, a right to work, we need to step back and we need to say, wait a minute, God, you've made me a promise here. I'm going to stand on this promise. I'm going to, I'm going to stand in the truth of the word of God. Cause you said that you are the God of peace and you are, and you said that you would do the, the bruising, but you would use my feet to do it. So I need to figure out how I can make my feet come on available to God where I don't have to worry about the enemy overcoming me, but I let Jesus, the overcomer, come on, overcome in and through my life, the enemy. So he said, God would do this. And so I need to see some things. First of all, I don't know why they translated this word bruise. Uh, it, it, because, it, you know, it, to, to me, I don't want to see the devil bruised. 
I, I want to see him smashed, destroyed. I want to see him cast into that lake of fire like we're going to see. You know, the Bible says in Isaiah 14, we're going to walk around the pit. And we're going to be able to look down and see the devil in his proper place. And we're going to say, is this the one who done all of this to me? Is this the one that I let run over me? Come on, we're going to see him in that ultimate state. Come on, hold on to that. Rejoice in that reality. But until you see it literally, you can see it by faith. Amen. Don't let him have a a, a foothold in your life. So, And the God of peace shall do this. So what's he going to do? Hold your place here and go with me to the gospel of Mark. And let's understand how uh, the enemy is going to be completely Broke to pieces. He's going to be crushed. He's not just bruised. Go with me to Mark chapter 5. And let's look at the positive and negative to help us understand this word. Because I want to see the enemy crushed, don't you? I want to see it happen. Okay, Mark chapter 5. We're going to read verse 3. But let me read the verse 1 and 2 to be able to get us to verse 3. So we'll understand the context. Mark 5 and 1. And they came over unto the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, when Jesus was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean, an impure spirit. Now notice what happens. Verse three, who had his dwelling among the tombs. He lived in the graveyard and no man could bind him. No, not with chains. So here, here, here's this, this person that is so given over to the devil. He has so much of the devil in him that he is disrupting this whole area. I want you to imagine the people could even go through this area without having to deal with him because he slowly but surely he gave in and he become hearkening. He become obedient. He become a subservient to the devil rather than to God. And so as you and I see things in our own life, we're going to either grow closer to God and get more power from God. Or the other. So we're not, we're going to reject that. But look what happens. I want you to see verse four. Because he had been often bound with fetters and chains and the chains had been plucked asunder by him and the fetters broken in pieces. Mark that down in your mind's eye. The fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. That's the same word that's translated bruise. It means to, to, to be utterly crushed. It means to be dashed to pieces. So if you and I, if we can imagine uh, here in the natural, if you and I held up a chain that had been broken, I, I, I've had a lot of chains broken them trying to pull me out of ditches and uh, uh, through the mud at the dump truck. Uh, I had my favorite chain. I had a guy just snap it in two. I mean, we're talking a, a log chain, okay? Not just some little, he snapped it in two because he didn't know how to pull. But anyway, that's another story for another time. But um, what I'm saying is when a chain's broke, it's broke. Okay, this we're not talking about something bruised. We're talking about something that's utterly destroyed. And God, he wants to what? He wants to break the devil, the serpent. Come on, the shining one, the liar, the deceiver, the hurtful, the, the originator of sin. He wants to crush him. He wants to destroy him out of your life. Amen. And he'll do it if you and I will do the preceding verses. He will do that. Now we're in um, uh, Mark 5. Let's turn over. To Mark 14, and let's look at a positive sense of this same word being used. Uh, In uh, Mark 14, uh, look at verse 3. Mark 14, 3. And being uh, being in Bethany... In the house of Simon the leper, as he, uh, Jesus, uh, said at meat, there came a woman 
having an alabaster box of ointment of spikered, very precious. Now notice what it says, and mark this down in your mind's eye. She broke the box and poured it on his head, poured it on Jesus' head. We love this story. We, we talk about what all this means. We've preached on it many times. But I want you to see that this was her life. This was her, this was her future. Everything she had was in this box. This was her retirement plan, if you would. But she said, I trust what God's called me to do. I, I, I trust in Jesus more. And so she broke the box. She broke it. She crushed it. And when she broke it and poured it on Jesus' head, it was never going to hold ointment again. Come on. The devil can't hold things against you anymore. Let the God of peace, let him crush, let him utterly destroy Satan out of your life. Let him show you every office, every name the devil goes by where you can see him working in the deception, in the deceit, in the destructive manner that he would work. Be wiser than the serpent. Jesus commanded us in Matthew chapter 10. He said, be wiser than the serpent. Be harmless as dove. Be unmixed. Have that innocency as a dove, but be wiser than the enemy. The enemy wants to deceive you and I. But if we will submit to God, if we'll hold on to the word of God, if we'll shun those lies and that rhetoric that the devil wants to bring in our life, you and I are going to see some things destroyed like never before. Amen. Now, um, let's look at some things here. I think that will help us in, um, Go back and let's read this one once again, uh, Romans 16, 20. And the God of peace shall bruise, he's going to utterly destroy, crush completely Satan under your feet shortly. Shortly. Now, we look at that and we look at that word shortly. Or you may not. I can't speak for you. I better just speak for myself. I always look at that word and I always look at it as a time frame. And I try to put God in a time frame. Well, God, I think it's time that you need to you need to crush the devil in this situation. But th- this word is not a time frame. This word is the speed of which God is going to act. In other words, God's he his timing is not my timing. Come on, his ways are, are are higher than my ways. His thoughts are higher than my thoughts unless I'm in that place where I'm renewing my mind to the word of God. And, and so I've got to see that I'm, it may seem like I'm in a season where things aren't changing. I'm, I'm not walking in the victory and the deliverance and all those things that I've been promised. But I've got to see that just in a moment of time that when God knows that I'm ready, when he knows that I've come into complete obedience and I've, I've run, I've shunned all of those things and I'm hearkening to the word of God, then I'm what? In a moment of time, God can, he can crush what the devil's trying to do in my life. God, he's ready. God's willing. But see, the problem, I can't speak for you. I don't know about you, but the problem is with me. I've got to get into the place where God can do what he's promised me. God's waiting on me. I'm not waiting on him. He's waiting on me to get in that place. And so it's available to me. I just need to see it like I've never saw it before. Amen. All right. So let's talk about this um, under your feet, under my feet just a little bit. And let's understand how many times do we read a promise, but we don't know how to procure it. How many times do we read a promise, in other words, and I don't know how to put it to practice in my life? So I read this. I see what God's wanting to do. Well, how do I make sure that it happens? Go with me to Ephesians chapter 6, and let's look at this under your feet just a little bit, under my feet. Looking at at the gospel armor here. In Ephesians chapter 6, for sake of time, let's just read verse 15. You You know all about the armor. That the soldier of Christ has on. But look what it says in, in verse 15 in Ephesians 6. And your feet, say my feet, 
shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So God wants to crush, he wants to completely uh, uh, break to pieces the every work of the devil in my life and, and in your life, but I've got to make sure that my feet are shod, that I have put on the preparation of the gospel of peace. The gospel, of course, is, is the promise of Jesus. It's the good news. It's what you and I have because Jesus resurrecting all of those things. But I, I've got to be prepared. I can't, I can't just know about the gospel. I can't just know about the promises. I can't, I can't just say, yes, Jesus has defeated the devil, but I gotta see that Jesus has defeated the devil for me. For me, I've got to be prepared. He said the preparation, this word preparation, it's only used uh, in one other place in verb form. And I want to turn to Matthew chapter 3 and let's look at it so you can understand what it means. How can you have your feet covered uh, in this gospel of peace? How can you be prepared, in other words, for God to crush the devil under your feet? The word tells us. Go to Matthew chapter 3, verse number 1. Matthew chapter 3, verse number 1. In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea. What was he doing? He was talking. You and I, we've got to realize we're either talking in God's will, God's way, God's work, or we're talking in the devil. There's only two sources. Verse 2. And saying, repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's The kingdom is right here. Uh, which one are we going to abide in? Which one are we going to live from? Verse 3. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, or Isaiah. What was he saying? The voice. Now mark this down in your mind's eye. I highlight it in your Bible. The voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. So how do I, how do I get in the place where God can crush the devil under my feet? How can I make sure that my feet are shod with the preparation uh, of the gospel of peace? I'm preparing the way for the Lord to work in my life. See, everything the devil has done in my life, I prepared the way for him. I come in agreement with him. I, I, I said, yes, devil, this is, this is what you want to do. This is how I feel. I'm going to talk out of my feelings. I'm going to talk out of my discouragement. I'm going to talk out of my hurt. I come in agreement and I prepared the way for the devil to come in. Come on, think about it. The devil starts with a pain in our body and we go, oh man, that hurts. Then before we know it, we're telling everybody. And then we say, oh, I believe it's getting worse. I I believe this pain is getting, what am I doing? I'm preparing myself. I'm opening myself up for the devil to come stronger and to stay longer. Oh, come on now. We need to change some things. Or or I'll start thinking, boy. I just, you know, I, there's just a sadness all around me. You know, I, I feel so sad. I feel so, so discouraged. I, you know, or, or, or he'll put a thought in your mind. That person don't like me. And before we know it, we'll go, you know, I don't think they like me. We're preparing the way. We're preparing. No, we're preparing the way for the Lord. We've got, make way for Jesus to come in your life. Make way for the Lord to come in your life and my life to what? To crush the devil under your feet. God cannot crush the devil under our feet if we're talking about not the gospel, but we're talking about the bad news. We're talking about what the devil's saying. We're talking about what the world is saying. We're talking about what we're feeling. No, we can't talk about those things. We're not in agreement with them. We're in agreement with the one who cannot lie. We're 
in agreement with the one whom there's no shadow of turning. We're in agreement with the one where there is no darkness whatsoever, but he is pure, unadulterated light. Amen. We're in agreement with him. And so I've got to be like John the Baptist here. You've got to be. The Bible says that we need to decrease. So Jesus can increase. Come on, that's what John 3 tells us about John the Baptist. And, and, and we need to prepare that way. That's why brother, the Holy Ghost led Brother Cory to, to minister in that song, to get us ready for this part right here. Uh, we, we need to see that if our feet doesn't have the preparation of the gospel of, uh, of peace in our life, we'll never see God crush the devil. You may be successful in all of these areas of your Christian walk, but in this area over here, you're going to live a defeated lifestyle. That doesn't mean you're not going to heaven. That just means you're going to go through hell before you get to heaven. For this is he that's spoken by the prophet Isaiah, saying the voice of one crying in the wilderness. See, that's when the devil comes against you and I, when we're in the wilderness. When we seem like that we have nothing. Come on, you feel like that you're all alone. You feel like that the pressure, the struggle, the trouble is too great and too strong. But when the children of Israel are going through the wilderness, who took care of them? Come on, God blessed them. He, he, he was the cloud by day. He was the pillar of fire by night. And they lacked nothing. He, that's love, Brother Donnie. He took care of everything. God wants to take care of every need that you have. God, He is a need meter. That's just who He is. He looks at your life. He looks at my life. And can you imagine sometime, I can't imagine for you, but I can imagine for me, I can see a big old tear on the cheek of God because He had something so great for me, but I didn't get myself in the place to receive it. See, God pours out His blessings, but they come... In his timing and they come in his place. And for me to receive those things, I've got to be in step with him. I, I was just, I was there and worshiping the Lord early this morning. I was just praising him. And I like to just close my eyes and just dance before the Lord. And, and, and so I got to noticing, I never opened my eyes, but you know, if, when you do that, you can't be in one place. You, 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 I don't know about you, but I can't. Some people can't, but I just end up all over the room. And I, and I noticed as I was worshiping the Lord and I would get into a certain place, there was a lot stronger of anointing. There was a lot stronger of revelation. And, and when I would slowly ease out of that place, you, you, you could, you could feel the change. What am I saying? I'm saying now I know that Jesus is always with us. I know he's the open door. I'm not saying that you've got to be like it was in the Old Testament, but I am, but I am saying that God uses types and shadows to show us that when we're in the right place, that's when he pours out his blessing. That's when he gets you and I in the place to receive. In other words, the right place is, is a place of faith. It's a place of trust. It's a place of obedience. Amen. And he uses things in the natural to teach us these things that we'll understand them. So he said, prepare you the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. God can't work in a crooked life. So I need to make sure that I say, Lord, show me every, the, 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 see, the, the Bible talks about the sin of iniquity and the sin of iniquity means to crook. So anything in my life that I am habitually doing for a long period of time, it's, it's not straight and God can't do what he wants to do in that area in my life. But guess what? The devil can. And not only can, he will. 
and, and he'll take us to where we don't want to go. So, uh, so I've got to come back and I've got to say, now, wait a minute. God promised me some things. He promised that he would crush the devil under my feet. And so I want to make sure that he's able to do that. Go with me, uh, to the book of Psalms. And I want you to see just to, in closing, I'm not going to hold you long. I want you to see a few things here. Notice in, uh, starting in verse, chapter 91, verse 11. Chapter 91, verse 11. He said, for he, talking about the Lord, shall give his angels charge over thee and to keep thee in all thy ways. And of course, this psalm is talking about the, the, about Jesus, but it, uh, to prepare him, but it's also talking about us. This is, it's written to us because we're in Jesus. Amen. And so just like God gave his angels charge over Jesus as he walked in this earth in the flesh, he wants to give his angels charge over you and I. Well, how does he give his angels charge? In other words, if you want the angels working on your behalf, if I want the angels working on my behalf, then I've got to what? The, the word of God tells us, um, what is it? Psalms 103.20, that they only hearken unto the word of God. So I prepare the way of the Lord. I make the way of the Lord straight. In other words, I open up the opportunity for, for God to use his angels in my life to get ready to crush uh, the serpent under my feet by saying what God says. And if I come in agreement with God, then all of a sudden, all the angels ever, all around, if we, if our spiritual eyes were opened right now, if the gift of discerning the spirits was manifested in every one of our lives, we would see demons and imps. We would see every work of the devil, but we would see the holy angels. We would see the warring angels. We'd see the praise angels. We would see the messenger angels. We would see the uh, the, the ones who uh, bring in and minister uh, all the spare parts of heaven that you and I have need of. Come on, we would. There, there, there's so many angels we don't even know, and, and they've got different names and different offices and all those things. But you and I, we've got to to be in the place where we say what God says, where they can work on our behalf. I want them to work with me, don't you? I want to work with them. Well, they can only do that if we'll be in that place of submission, if we'll shun the other and and, and receive what he would have for us. Now, notice what it says. Uh, verse 12. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. And we know how uh, in, in Matthew 4, Luke 4, how Jesus and the devil, they're, they're going at it. And Jesus is telling the devil, it is written. And the devil is taking the word of God and putting his twist on it. See, the devil knows how to get people. He, he, he's not going to come with you, come to you, a believer with an, an outright lie. He's going to come to you with a twisted word. He's going to come to you and say, has God not said, didn't God mean this? Come on. He, he's going to put a twist on it because he wants to get you and I out of that place of obedience because obedience is the place of fulfillment of every promise. Amen. And, and so here we've got to say, now, wait a minute. Hey, God's promised me some things. I, I, I'm, I'm going to let God crush the enemy under my feet. I'm not going to trip over the, the stone. Come remember what we said. Shun those things that are a stumbling stone to you. Shun those, those sayings and those words that, that the, the, the word there in, in Romans 16 that we were looking at, it means fine speech. It means just like a politician. They can roll it out. They can say what gets them the vote. They tell one person one thing. They tell another group of people another thing. Come on, that's what you and I, we can be wiser than all that. Now look what happens. Verse 13. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder. 
Now, I want you to get so excited about this because you need to see some things. He just made a promise to you and I, if we're in that place of obedience, if we're letting God uh, speak through us and in us, he said that we would tread upon the line. Now, this word line here, it's the word for line for an old line. In other words, all the old things that the devil used to do in your life, Oh, come on, that's a good place to get up and shout, amen? Everything that used to work in the old way of life, that God said that you and I could walk on it. He said that we would be crushed under our feet. Come on, the old things caused me a lot of problems. I need to stand on this promise. I need to speak this word out, and I need to see it defeated in my life, don't you? He said that I would tread on those things of the old line, the old ways that the enemy used to work, but I would also be able to tread upon the, what did he call it here? The adder. In the Hebrew, the word is asp. Now, now the the asp in the natural, in in this time frame, there's no cure. So the bite of the enemy uh, that would bring death, you and I, we don't have to worry about it. Jesus, he died that I don't have to die. Glory. Jesus died in my place. And and his death defeated the work of this enemy. This poison here, uh, of this particular venomous snake, it would put somebody to death in three to eight hours. They would go to sleep and not wake up. So what does that mean? Where are we at right now? The whole church is asleep. They don't even see what's unfolding before our eyes. We're closer than we've ever been to the coming of the Lord. These the, uh, people ought to be running to the church house. They ought to be running to the altar because right now this is the critical time to come out of sin and come into the Savior. But people are asleep. They, they, they've been bitten by this adder, this this asp. They're asleep. The Bible says, "Awake to righteousness and sin not." It's time. It's high time that you and I awaken some people. Let's sound the alarm. We can tread on some things. We can see this enemy that is working in this way be crushed under our feet for our family. For our friends, come on, for our community. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder. Uh, now, in the, in the, notice what he says, and then he shifts gears. He said, and the young lion. So, the, the young lion here, he uses this for strength and stamina. See, I don't know about you, I can do a lot of, I can do nearly everything I used to do, but maybe just not as long. You know what I'm saying? The, the, you, you, we don't have the, st- the older you get, you don't have the stamina to, to, to do what you once did. But here, Jesus is telling us that he's our strength. Come on, you and I, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. He's our strength. And, and, and so, uh, the, the, when the young line, in other words, some of you tonight, you're, you're in a battle, you have been fighting this same line for a long time. And the devil's slowly trying to wear you down, trying to wear me down. Well, guess what? He can't wear down the Lord Jesus Christ. Because he's your source of strength. And, and so you need to stand on this promise and say, wait a minute, I, I'm, I'm holding on to the word of God. I, I'm believing what God said. And, and, and I'm going to, no matter how strong the devil seems, I'm going to walk in the strength of the word of God. Amen. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion, notice this, and the dragon. And here, here's his promise. Thou shalt trample under feet. But you've got to do the one that does the walking. I've got to be the one that does the walking. God's not going to do it for us. He's done made the way through Jesus. But, but you've got to see that all of these things, as he, as he closes with dragon, he's closing with the ideal of where the source is. 
I don't know about you, but I, I'm tired of dealing with tangents and I'm tired of dealing with the little roots and the little, uh, little branches. I want to get to the big tap root, don't you? I want to get to the cause of the problem in my life and I want to let God crush it. I won't let him destroy it out of my life because I'm in the place, you're in the place of hearing with obedience and letting him do it. Now, let's look at some things. Hold your place here in, in closing. I want to look at just a couple of verses. In Revelation chapter 12, let's make sure we understand who the dragon is where we'll see uh, the source of every situation in your life. Look at... Uh, Verse number 9, Revelation uh, 12 and 9. And the great dragon was cast out, like he gives us understanding, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. But I want you to see, these are offices. These are roles of the devil that he has in his arsenal. And so you and I, if we'll understand that the devil is going to come to you in different avenues, different means, different words, different actions, then that gives you a place of victory. So the the, the origin is the dragon. The origin is uh, is his ability to deceive by words, his ability to deceive by appearance, his ability to even deceive by works. Right now, there's so many people thinks that the devil is doing this and doing that, and it and, and it's it's they don't attribute it to the devil; they attribute it to God because they they're letting things the works be twisted. They're saying that God's God doesn't do bad things. God's a good God. The devil is the one who came to steal, kill, and destroy. Now turn over into Revelation 20. Let's bring it home. And then we'll go back and close there in, in, in Psalms 91. Um, he said in verse number 1, Revelation 21, And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit, and a great chain in his hand. Verse 2, And he laid hold on that dragon, that old serpent, which is who? Who's the dragon? The devil and Satan. And he bound him a thousand years. So, Go back now. Let's, let's reread Psalms 91.13. He said, The believer, the Christian, the child of God, thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon. So you, when you get in this place, in this position, where you start walking in the little thing that troubles you, and you overcome that, you let God crush that out of your life, then you, you get past the little limbs, you get past the little uh, feed roots, and you get in to the very tap root, the, 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 the source of every situation in your life. And, and so you've got to see that, that when you do things God's way, you have this promise. Now look what he says. He said uh, in verse 14, Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my my name. See, when you know the name of Jesus, Jesus said, I come not to do my will, but the will of the Father. And he said, when you see me, you see the Father. See, the name, the name of Jesus is the will of God. It's the word of God. It's the work of God. It's the way of God. And so when you and I see Jesus and who he really is, then we're in that place when we hearken to that, that God will crush. He will completely break to pieces the devil under your 
feet. Amen? Because you're preparing the way. You're in agreement with Him. Now notice what happens. Um, Verse 15. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. So here's what we've got to do. We've got, well, you're, you're in a situation. Everything's going good. And here comes the, uh, the devil in some avenue, uh, some mischievous, some deceptive, some discouraging way. You, all you have to do for whosoever should call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. New Testament, delivered Old Testament, same thought. That's your promise. So I call upon the name of the Lord and, and I say, Lord, I'm hearkening to your word. I'm, 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 I'm obedient to your word. Here the devil comes. And all of a sudden, he sees that your feet are in the preparation of the gospel of peace. You have that shod upon you and he says, step. And when you step, you step right on the devil's head. What does that mean? When you step on the devil's head, he loses his authority. Come on, that's what Jesus done. He took away the devil's authority. What Adam and Eve gave to the serpent, Jesus took it back. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. He didn't say you wouldn't going to be avoid of trouble. You're going to have trouble. In this world, you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer, Jesus said. I have overcome the world. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will what? Deliver him and honor him. Jesus is going to be your deliverer. So you're going to go through things. You have to go through things if you're going to be delivered. But but because you're going to go through them and you're going to be delivered, Jesus said, my honor is going to be upon you. My honor, the glory, the glory. See, every time that you crush in a different place, the devil's worked in your life, the honor is upon you because you're honoring God. You're trusting God and you're showing people, hey, I went through this because God had me by the hand. I overcame this because of the cross of Jesus Christ. I'm the healed of the Lord by the stripes of Jesus. I'm in that place. I'm in that position because what Jesus has done, it brings him glory and he honors you. Now notice what he said. Here's your promise tonight to take home with you. Verse 16, with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. You and I, we need to speak this verse out over every area of our life, over our spouse, over our children, over our grandchildren, over everybody that we love. We need to speak this verse, decree it on their life. God, I believe that you're going to bring a revelation. You're you're going to show them the salvation. Come on, that's Jesus. That's Yeshua. Jesus is the Savior, amen? And so if I can be in the place where I can see Jesus in my everyday life, if you can be in a place where you can see Jesus in your everyday life, you're going to always succeed. Because Jesus never fails. Amen. He said, with long life, I want to be satisfied in the Lord, don't you? Come on, the things of this world, they don't satisfy. They still kill and destroy. But if we'll obey the word of God, he said he would satisfy us and he would show us. He would reveal to us the plan of the Savior in your life and my life in every situation. I believe that. I, I stand on that, don't you? Now I want to. I want. I know I've, I've, I've talked about this before, but the, the, this come to me, and so I'm going to close with this thought. You, you remember I was telling you about that Donna and I were here, and we were moving some stuff around, uh, the, some of the food supplies and stuff, and all those things. And and so we'd uh, we we'd just been outside at the vehicle, and we'd come back in and uh, put up the uh, some of the stuff, and and and. and Donna walked out, and then I walked out behind her. And and when I did, I stepped right on, I mean, dead center, right there on on that little hump. 
I st- just at the edge of it there, I stepped right on Copperhead. And and, I, and when I, I stepped on that, I you know stepped pretty hard. But when I stepped on it, I, you know you you know what a snake feels like, and I felt that that roll. And, and uh, Donna said I jumped high as the vehicle. I don't know, but I sh- I know I jumped. But but the point was though, uh, when I come back and befriended it, um, um, it didn't move. I mean, it was stunned. So you you got to see that when you step on the devil, the anointing that is in you, the Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that's in this world. That when you step on the enemy by the word of God, that anointing will stun the enemy. It, it, it will it will paralyze him. It will stop him from working in your life. Amen. You believe that? And so we need to walk that out. We need to believe that. So tonight, I want you just to meditate on these on these verses in Romans 16, uh, 17 through 20 there. And, and, and I, I believe that the Spirit of God is going to show you some things and you're going to step into a new place of victory that you've never seen before in your life. See, it's not what we know. It's what we walk in. And so let's you and I, let's walk in these verses and let's start seeing the devil make us more free, more free. More free for the glory of God. Amen. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I thank you for your goodness and your grace. I thank you for every person that is here. Lord, I want you to let's let them know by just the unction of your spirit, how much they're needed, how much they're appreciated, how much they're loved. I ask right now, Lord, that you would just speak to our heart, bring truth, bring vision for, for every avenue of the, the way the devil, the dragon, the serpent, uh, the deceiver, whatever office he's trying to work in, let us see Jesus in that office that, that brings victory, that office that counters what the, the, the enemy's trying to do. Let us hear your word. Let us hearken with obedience to that. And, and as we prepare this very shotting of our feet with this preparation of the gospel. Let us know that we're going to be the ones that you move, that you order our steps in, and we're going to see the enemy and that attack, that plan come to naught. It's going to be crushed, completely destroyed out of our lives. Lord, we ask it in the name of Jesus, believing that we receive. Lord, let it be. Hallelujah. Would you come tonight and say, I I, I just want to, just seek the Lord at this altar for a little while. I, I, I want to, I want to let the Lord crush some things out of my life. I, I want to have victory in a place that I've never had victory before. Or would you just come and say, I just want to love on Jesus. I just want to be there for a, a moment of time to see what he would say to me because he has a word for you. No doubt that will bring encouragement and that will bring strength that will give you a new place of liberty and victory tonight in your life. Would you come and let us pray with you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Master.